Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Most Important Thing, Uncommon Sense for the Thoughtful Investor. Speaking of investment, Buffett the Oracle of Omaha usually comes to people's minds. Many people know that the only investment product that Buffett has recommended to ordinary investors is the index fund. However, you may not know that Buffett has strongly recommended the book we are going to explain today. After reading this book many times, he said, this is that rarity, a useful book. Why did Buffett highly praise this book? Why did Buffett read it over and over again? First, we have to talk about Howard Marks, the author of this book. Howard Marks is a master investor in the United States and the founder of Oak Tree Capital Management Company Limited, a famous American financial enterprise. His investment performance is similar to Buffett's. In addition, these two investors also have something in common in terms of investment ideas and methods of spreading investment ideas. For example, Buffett writes to shareholders of Berkshire Hathaway every year to report on the company's performance during that year. Marx writes investment memos to his clients, explaining his investment philosophy and lessons. This book is based on Marx's investment memos over the years, and it is the essence of his investment insights accumulated over his career. So, what is the most important thing about investment? Marx believes that it's a matter of how to define successful investing. If you only want to achieve an average investment performance, you only need to invest in an index fund. However, if you want to beat the market, you must think of something others haven't thought of, see things they miss and bring insight they don't possess. This is the most important thing about investment that Marx articulates in this book. Marx defines this kind of investment thinking as second-level thinking. We can give you a simple example to help you understand the meaning of second-level thinking. First-level thinking says, it is a good company, let's buy the stock. Second-level thinking says, it is a good company, but everyone thinks it is a good company, so the stock is overrated and overpriced, let's sell the stock. This way of thinking runs throughout this book and distinguishes it from other investment books. This book doesn't have complicated mathematical formulas or advanced investment skills. However, it provides us with the right investment thinking which is more important than specific investment skills. Right investment thinking can help us avoid common mistakes in investing, make good decisions, and embark on the right investment path. Next, we will share with you three main points of this book. Let Marx light the road for us. Part 1. Find the right way. Part 2. Clear obstacles along the way. Part 3. Not deviating from the right way. First of all, let's follow Howard Marx's footsteps to begin our journey of becoming an outstanding investor. As the saying goes, choices are more important than hard work. If you make a wrong choice, the harder you work, the further away you will be from your destination. The same is true of investment. To be an outstanding investor, the first thing to do is find the right way. So what is the right investment way? You might think it's simple. As long as you can buy low and sell high, an investment will be successful. It seems obvious, but what price is low and what price is high? 
In response to this question, the method mentioned by Marx in this book is to determine the valuation standard for enterprises, for example, intrinsic value. The intrinsic value of an enterprise refers to its ability to generate earnings in the future. Let's say you buy a shop at the price of $500,000 and you expect to receive $1 million in rent over next 10 years. Therefore, $1 million in rent can be considered the intrinsic value of the shop. Investors should buy a stock when the price is lower than its intrinsic value. Investors should sell a stock when the price is higher than its intrinsic value. This method is also called value investing. Master investors Benjamin Graham and Warren Buffett are both advocates of value investing. If you want to learn their investment philosophy, you can also listen to the bookies of the Intelligent Investor and the Warren Buffett Way, Investment Strategies of the World's Greatest Investor. Although the stock price of an enterprise will fluctuate greatly in the short term, in the long run, the stock price fluctuates around the intrinsic value of an enterprise. If we buy stocks at a price lower than the intrinsic value of an enterprise, as long as we hold it long enough, we will definitely make money. After hearing this, are you eager to try this new method? Don't rush. There are still two important points to learn about value investing. If you want to invest in an enterprise by using the method of value investing, you must learn to estimate the intrinsic value of the enterprise and hold the stock firmly for a long time. In fact, there are approaches to estimate the intrinsic value of an enterprise. For example, it can be estimated by indicators such as the financial situation, growth potential, the ability to generate earnings and cash flow. If an enterprise has a good financial position, large growth potential and good earnings and cash flow, then the enterprise's valuation will be higher. The author emphasizes in the book that it is not difficult to estimate the intrinsic value of an enterprise. The difficulty is to hold the stock firmly for a long time. This is a test of your psychological endurance. A typical negative example is chasing bubbles and selling during corrections. For example, let's say you figure out that a stock is worth $80 and you buy it for $60, but later the price falls to $40 and then $30. According to the method of value investing, when the stock price is far lower than the intrinsic value of an enterprise, you should continue to buy and hold the stock. But in reality, most people's reaction is the opposite. When the stock price falls and the market situation is not good, they will wonder, maybe it's not me who is right, maybe it's the market. This thinking will cause them to sell their stocks, resulting in losses. Therefore, only when you buy an underpriced stock and insist on holding it can you score the biggest gains. Is there no other investment method except value investing? On the basis of value investing, Marx proposed the method of contrarianism. Contrarianism refers to the method of selling when everyone else is buying and buying when everyone else is selling. John Templeton, a well-known contrarian investor once said, Markets are born on pessimism, grow on skepticism, mature on optimism. In 1937, the Great Depression was not completely over, the market was still in the dumps, and everyone was watching whether or not the market would turn around. At this time, Templeton set up his own company. Later, he bought 100 shares each of 104 different companies with a loan of only $10,000.
A few years later, these stocks appreciated rapidly, and the assets of Templeton's company grew by over $100 million. The reason why Templeton's company achieved great success in investment is that it used the method of contrarianism. Let's analyze why contrarianism can beat the market. To help you understand this problem, we must first talk about the market cycles and awareness of the pendulum. If you have ever noticed the laws of the world, you can find that most things follow the laws of periodic changes, such as the cycle of the four seasons in a year, the bloom and fall of flowers. Investing is no exception. Next, we will take the credit cycle as an example to explain the cyclical changes in the market. When the economy moves into a period of prosperity, providers of capital thrive and people become less risk-averse. Financial institutions compete for market share by cutting interest rates and lowering credit standards. Providers of capital begin to finance unqualified borrowers and projects. This stage is the rising stage of the market, but the market soon reaches an extreme point and the rising part of the cycle is reversed. Capital destruction begins to occur, causing lenders to reduce loans, and risk-averseness rises. As a result, less capital is made available. In this case, companies may go bankrupt because they cannot borrow money. This process contributes to economic contraction. For example, the subprime mortgage crisis that broke out in the United States in 2008 and later spread throughout the whole world was a credit cycle. In the 1980s and 1990s, the United States experienced economic prosperity, which gave people great confidence and made them dare to spend more than they earn. At the same time, as savings were in excess, a large amount of money poured into the U.S. real estate market, causing house prices to soar. The rise in house prices attracted a large number of people looking for speculative opportunities in the real estate market. They not only put all their money on houses, but also applied for loans from banks and other financial institutions. Under the temptation of favorable market conditions and profits, banks and other financial institutions also continuously lowered the standards for obtaining loans, granting loans to many people who did not have the ability to repay the loans. However, the good times did not last long. The economic downturn caused house prices to fall. Those who could not repay their mortgages were now in dire circumstances. At the same time, major financial institutions suffered huge losses. The credit market gradually contracted, making it more difficult for borrowers to borrow money. Finally, the suspension of lending led to the end of the boom. Now, we believe you probably understand the meaning of a market cycle. It means the alternation of economic downturn and economic prosperity. People's awareness of the market cycle is regarded as the awareness of the pendulum. Literally speaking, awareness of the pendulum refers to the fact that the mood swings of people resemble the movement of a pendulum. Before the subprime mortgage crisis in 2008, the economic situation was favorable and people had confidence in the market, so they were willing to invest a lot of money. However, after the subprime mortgage crisis, people worried about the market downturn and, and held on to their wallets. The underlying logic behind this behavior is what we call awareness of the pendulum. After talking about the market cycle and awareness of the pendulum, let's look back on the question mentioned above. 
Why are investors more likely to make money with a method of contrarianism? Buying stocks at the bottom of the market cycle has two advantages. Firstly, in the long run, asset prices will rise and get closer to their intrinsic value. Secondly, when everyone is selling in panic and the stock price is falling, it is easier to find assets at prices below their intrinsic value and buy them. The combination of these two advantages will greatly increase the chance of successful investment. Well, we have introduced Howard Marks' two basic investment methods. But in fact, using either of these two investment methods alone is not the best way to invest. Marx stresses in the book that the best investment method should be a combination of the two. So, how to combine them? For the first step, we have to find bargains at prices lower than their intrinsic value, which is the premise of value investing. For example, Oak Tree Capital founded by Marx and his partners in 1987 is famous for investing in bad debts at low prices. Many of these debts are not popular in the market for different reasons, so their prices are very low. Mark's approach is also very simple. First, he makes a list of potential investments, and then estimates their value. Finally, he compares their value with their current prices to judge whether or not they are worth buying. What if the economy overheats and most investments exceed their intrinsic value? Don't worry. In the second step, we must learn to wait patiently for opportunities and wait for the arrival of the market bottom. Oak Tree Capital founded by Marx has also done a good job in this respect. Before the subprime mortgage crisis broke out, the U.S. economy was on an upward trend, and this trend was even more pronounced in 2005 and 2006. However, Marx sold Oak Tree's portfolio as early as 2005 which surprised everyone. Oak Tree Capital's customers also said they did not understand. However, a turnaround soon occurred. In 2008, when the subprime mortgage crisis broke out, Marx once again used the method of contrarianism to buy a large amount of assets and firmly held them during the crisis. When the subprime mortgage crisis passed and the economy began to recover, Marx made a lot of money, turning Oak Tree Capital into a famous international investment company. Mark's success depends largely on the subprime mortgage crisis, and this hard-won opportunity also came from patiently waiting. Alright that's all for part 1. We talked about how to choose the right investment way. Marx provides us with two basic ideas. One is value investing, namely the method of buying a stock at a price lower than its intrinsic value and selling it at a price higher than its intrinsic value. The other is contrarianism, namely the method of buying a stock at the market bottom and holding it for a long time. The combination of these two ideas is the right way for us to adopt. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.